you know, in midst all the remarkable tributes to Queen Elizabeth II, between the almost obsessional following of the funeral arrangements, between the conservative convention where we saw Pierre Polyev rack up 68% and basically take over the conservative party in a tsunami of support, between the launch of the NFL season, hell of a week one, Tom Brady at 45, oldest quarterback to start, the U.S. Open tennis, back to school, your own life, the last kind of vestiges of the sunny days, inflation, the most underreported story, and in my view, maybe the most significant of all stories, has been what's happened in Ukraine. And thank goodness we're seeing the remarkable Ukrainians, the brave Ukrainians, who have retaken huge parts of their country from the invading Russian forces. On the 200th day of the war, the Ukrainians in the northeast and actually even in the southeast have taken over two to 3,000 square kilometers pushing the Russians back. Even Russian media has now admitted that they've had to pull back, retreat. Let's call it what it is. They're fleeing. They're leaving equipment. They're leaving hugely relevant, expensive military equipment. They are on the run. Now, they still have deeply entrenched forces in large parts of the eastern part of the Donbass and other areas of Ukraine. But what the Ukrainians have done is reshaped the idea that there's only one way. It's a stalemate. You can't fight the Russian bear. The Russian forces are going to be there. It's inevitable that Russia will win. It is not. Russia is now losing. The Ukrainians are moving in this counteroffensive in the northeast and even in the south, in a way that has shocked the Russians. Russian media, and I monitor Russian media through s- several sources, for 200 days have been saying, you know, the, the, this is the denazification special operation. We're going to, Kiev's going to fall. We're going to Ukraine. People, the only danger to our troops will be from the Ukrainian people hugging the Russians when they arrive. That's literally the kind of propaganda the Russians have been telling themselves. But even now on Russian TV, they realize they're losing. The special operation is a loser, that they're stuck in a quagmire. The question is, what's happening? How far will it go? Will Russia hit back? Lesia Vasilenko is a Ukrainian member of parliament. She joins us now uh, from Ukraine. Um, Ms. Vasilenko, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. What a moment. Oh, you're what, welcome. What, what an incredible series. Tell us, can you give Canadians idea, some sense of what the counteroffensive has done and, and what it means? Uh, well, first of all, uh, I must say a big thank you to the Ukrainian army who is uh, courageously moving uh, fast and liberating town after town. I think uh, over 40 uh, towns and villages and cities have been liberated over the last 48 hours. And of course, this this couldn't have happened without the support that we have been getting from our international partners, without all the weapons and all the ammunition 
immigration that has been arriving, including from Canada. Uh, the only thing that we could wish for is that these weapons would have come earlier uh, and maybe even before uh, February when Russia attacked. Um, but anyway, we are where we are and it's not a bad position uh, on this 201st day of war because the Ukrainian military is making steadfast progress both in the northeast and the southeast of the country, uh, liberating and reinstalling the Ukrainian flags. And they are being welcomed very heartedly by the Ukrainian people. They really have. It's, uh, the, the scenes are remarkable. Lesya Vasilenko, Ukrainian member of parliament. This, this counteroffensive is moving faster than a lot of us thought, um, and clearly faster than the Russians thought. What signal is it sending about where this is going? First of all, it's sending the signal never to underestimate Ukraine, Ukrainians and the Ukrainian military. On the 24th of February, the world woke, woke up to a full-on escalation uh, by Russia, but also to the news that Ukraine will fall within 72 hours. We are nearly in the 202nd day of war and Ukraine is still standing and actually is pushing back and pushing back hard. And this counteroffensive is going as it should be and as, as it could be, given all the uh, weapons, ammunition, and the training that our army has been receiving. Um, and I think that it can go even better. Uh, and it will be going oh, so there will better. be more we'll have many good news. Yeah, you, you believe that we are expecting to see more territory return to Ukraine from the Russian invasion? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there can be no doubt about that. And uh, the motto which all Ukrainians had is that we have to have victory. We have no plan B. We have no other Ukraine. And that's exactly where you will see uh, regaining of the territory. How do you expect Vladimir Putin to respond? I know already there he's bombed and, and, and sent missiles to knock out power in the region. There's questions about... Uh, a nuclear power plant that in the Russian-occupied South that has been uh, now shut down, but there's concerns about its safety. How might Putin respond to this? This has been a military humiliation for him based on the propaganda he's been churning out like smoke. How, how might he respond? Uh, he might go crazy. I mean, yesterday we already saw the Kremlin send out uh, very expensive missiles to target Ukraine. And mind you, nine out of the 11 missiles sent were shot down by Ukrainian air defense forces. Um, so this just gives uh, the direction that uh, Russia has gone into panic mode. And as they are retreating, they are uh, burning everything on their way. But it's nothing new to us Ukrainians. We, we know that Russia will use anything as a weapon of war and anything to terrorize the civilian population. They've done it with food, they've done it with uh, nuclear energy, they, they've used rape as a weapon of war. We, we know it, we've been through this uh, in the last six months. Uh, so, uh, but we also know that we are uh, united enough and strong enough to withstand whatever else they throw at us. And we actually were prepared for these attacks. And within the hour, all power uh, lines were restored and all water supplies were restored in all of the cities and the regions where, where Russia hit. So I think it was a very expensive hour for the Russians. Although they say that they can do this, there, there's no end for them, they say. There may well be, though. Um, is this the beginning? Is this a counteroffensive? I just got a minute here. Or, or, or is this is this going to is the war about to escalate? Like, is, is you is this the the, the uh, I guess a moment in time for Ukraine, and it's going to go back to a stalemate, or is this the beginning of a big push? 
it's the beginning of the end of totalitarian Russia and it's the beginning of democratization and we're about to see a new country, a new Russia emerge and we're about to see freedom for the 145 million people. This is going to be another very long journey, but we are at the start of it. Well, the start of the end of Putin, we can, we can only hope. Um, I really appreciate uh, you joining us. First of all, what your country's done, the bravery, the mood must be extraordinary after 201 days of fighting. Um, your, your optimism and courage never flag. But right now, Lesya Vasilenko, Ukrainian member of parliament, thank you. Keep up the good fight. The world is supporting you, Lesya. Thank you.